everybody, and welcome to Time and Attention, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I'm the co-host of this show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 89, The Weekly Review. Surprised you're able to keep it pretty cool right now. Oh, We got a cat today. Yes, we did. is something Chris has been campaigning for for a whole decade. Yeah. You've uh, basically given a masterclass in persuasion the last few weeks well, to try to convince me to get on board well, with this cat plan. I, I don't know if people should be taking this masterclass if it took a, <laughs> over a decade to persuade. Well, you are very allergic. I am very allergic, yeah. like severely allergic. So rightfully so. Yeah, I've been a little resistant yeah. because I have been hospitalized yeah. because of cats. Yeah. But we found a... I mean, no cats are actually hyper, hypoallergenic, yeah. or at least not entirely. Um, but I've been getting allergy shots for a few years and between that and all of the mountains of research we've done <laughs> we on- We have many layers of allergy uh, mi- mitigants. Yeah. What, what's the word there? Mitigation. Mitigation. Yeah. We have a big plan and yeah. anyway, so far we, so good. But Three air purifiers <laughs> on this level of the house. Yes. We have um, your allergy shots. We have a hypoallergenic cat. Uh, and we have... Which is really just a very low allergenic cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, um, what's the last... Oh, one? yeah. There's all sorts of behavioral things you can oh, do yes. around like how often you wash the cat yeah. and like the types of food you feed it. And so we got lots and lots of layers of plans so that we can make this cat work. It's very exciting. But people, other other people don't care that no. we have a cat. No. So let's this, get this into... This is something I have to continually remind myself that nobody cares about this cat as much as I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's generally true with yeah. pets. Nobody yeah. cares Probably. that you have a pet as much as you do, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Weekly reviews though. Yeah. This is, I think, one of the classic examples of where you're way more structured oh. than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you follow getting things done and that whole regime yeah. pretty tightly. I don't. No. And I never have. And I don't think I ever will. But we both no. have different approaches. And I think that's The important thing with um, productivity advice is that you have to take what works for you, leave the rest, and there's always like a spectrum of advice. Mm -hmm. There's no silver bullet when it comes to productivity. Yeah, exactly. And and we all have kind of a different need for structure. We have a different need for novelty. Uh, We all have different values. And so I think that's the key here to keep that in mind is personal productivity. It's just that. It's personal. Uh, We really do need to take what works for us. Uh, And this is a great example of that. Uh, Getting Things Done, the book by David Allen. Many consider it to be the productivity Bible because it kind (laughs) of uh, is. It is. It's probably probably the best-selling productivity book of all time. Maybe unless you want to uh, count uh, Atomic Habits in there somewhere or The Seven Habits of Highly Effective. It's one of the greats. Uh, And it's a system that essentially says that our mind is for having ideas, not for holding on to them. And so the more we get out of our head and into some external system, the clearer we can think and the more deeply we can work. Uh, And so a simple example of this is a calendar or a to-do list. So whenever you capture something on a to-do list, you put it down in your calendar, you have committed to a a future version of yourself will do that thing uh, either at the specified time or not if it's on the to-do list. But what that means is in the moment, because you capture the to-do, you can stop thinking it. You clear out a bit of mental capacity. And not only that, you have the confidence that 
that thing will be taken care of when you review these things regularly. And so that's where the weekly review comes in. These are things you, re- you review every week, usually on a Sunday. That's, that's when I review mine. Um, but, you know, maybe yours is a Monday, maybe it's Mine a, is Friday. Yours is Friday. You know, we, we all vary on this. But essentially, these are the things we, we review every single week so things don't slip through the cracks. So what does a weekly review, what is it supposed to entail, I guess? So I have the official document in front of me uh, for from the Getting Things Done system. It's the GTD Weekly Review. There's even a, an all rights reserved symbol next to those words in, in this PDF document. Uh, put a link to this in the show notes. But essentially, it falls into three different categories, the different steps that you use. And again, before kind of guiding folks through this. I do want to reiterate that personal productivity is personal. <laughs> Take what works for you, leave the rest. And for, for credit where credit is due, David Allen himself, we've had him on the podcast, episode three, How to Clear Your Mind. Um, he, he will fully admit that this system is overkill for some people. Uh, but like this me. Like you, like a lot of people, but this has this is the the buffet of different elements that we can introduce to our work into our life, so we can just have a clear mind and not think so much about what we have to do. So under get clear, there's three sections: get clear, get current, get creative. They all start with the letter C. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Probably. Uh, so under clear, you collect all the loose papers and materials. You get your into zero, the voicemail, the dictations that you've made, all the different things you've captured over the course of the week, and you empty your mind. You capture any uncaptured new projects, uh, things you're waiting for, uh, and get them into the system. Uh, so after that. After getting clear, after capturing and organizing the things that you have captured, you get current. So you review uh, the previous week's calendar. You review the upcoming calendar. You review the waiting for list, which we'll talk about in just a little bit here. Uh, You review your projects list and any relevant checklists that you have for your week. And finally, under Get Creative, you uh, review your someday maybe list, which is a part of... um, GTD that I personally don't do, uh, mm. and you uh, get creative and courageous. So, yeah, if any th- risks you want to take, I feel the get creative part just is a reminder to be a bit loose with this methodology. Oh, that's so funny. The one part of this you don't do is one of the parts I absolutely do. This like someday list, really? The someday maybe list. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Really? Yeah. What, think- what's on your someday maybe list? A lot of it is, so if I have a kind of half-baked idea for a research project or kind of a line of something I want to think about for a research project or even papers that I want to review, um, those end up on the someday maybe list. Of, and I mean, when I say papers I want to review, they're like papers that I might want to review that are not obviously in my immediate field. And so these are the kinds of things that fall on those lists for me. Cool. Yeah. And every week I review any of them that should be kind of bumped up. Love it. So... In the get clear category, do you, do you practice a lot of things in that category? Yeah, I guess I actually do. Where this would be um, things that I've recorded in things actually, which yeah. is a to-do list app we've talked about before. I, throughout the week, kind of add stuff to, I think they call it an inbox. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a really quick keystroke that you can enter at any point on pretty much any device and just record a thing that you need to do on my, and you can do it even on your Apple Watch and mm-hmm. stuff. So it's 
really handy for if I remember, oh, I need to send so-and-so this data set or whatever. Um, I can add that really, really quickly. And so at the end of the week, when I'm kind of reviewing everything, these are the first thing I usually check. This also for me pops up as post-it notes though. I kind of write post-it notes. They just happen to be like, usually it's if I'm physically writing, it's the thing that I immediately write down. Especially if I'm meeting with students and stuff, I'll write down things that I say, oh, I'll I'll send you this paper and whatnot. So those tend to uh, get written down on post-it notes. Yeah, those are my two main sources. Oh, so you do practice a lot of this. You just don't realize it. Yeah, I guess. As as we're talking through this, I'm like, hmm, maybe I took more away from that book than I thought I did. Well, something... <laughs> I've also lived with you a long, long time. <laughs> and, and something else that I found with, uh, and this might be the case for a lot of the uh, listeners of the podcast, is smart people do a lot of this because they think through what the best way is to do their work. Um, you know, people feel better with a clear mind and so they write things down so mm-hmm. they can stop thinking them uh, about them and capture them for later action. Uh, the upcoming week is pretty critical, so we naturally review the week ahead. You know, we, we settle into a lot of these, but I think having kind of a system around this weekly review uh, is critical because we, we, we just make a habit out of all of these good uh, mental hygiene habits when it comes to work. Uh, so I, I practice a lot of the clear ones too, getting the inboxes to zero, emptying my head, filing all the receipts that are on my desk, capturing all the things that I've uh, captured over the week and putting them into my to-do list for the coming week. Yeah, then I, we get current. I think the important thing here is you can jot things down that you need to do and add stuff to your to-do list all forever. But if you never actually go back and review those things, those jot notes are not helpful. And so I think that's yeah. the important part about a system. I feel like the word system is makes it sound like it's a lot more complicated than it is, but just making sure you at some point remember that you need to go back and review what you wrote down for yourself. Yeah. That's the important thing here. Because I think the word system makes this overly like seem really daunting. Um, but the important thing to remember is just making sure you actually go back and, and give you like review the things that you thought were important enough to write down at one point. Yeah, I, I think the example David uses is um, a piece of music that is never performed. Now, none of my work feels like that, but... He has a great way of uh, <laughs> romanticizing All the paper's work. not written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But then we get current. And, you know, when, when we think of the weekly review, at least when I think of the weekly review, this is the part of the review that I think about. This is what's on my list every Sunday, uh, and it is all of the things that we want to get current about for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? So for me, uh, I use kind of like a stripped-down GTD methodology. Uh, on mine, I review all the projects that are in my personal and work lives. So I have a, a text document for my personal life and a text document for my work life which has the three uh, yearly priorities for both of those contexts, as well as all of the projects that I'm actively moving forward with. Am I a yearly priority? Uh, You are my life priority, so you uh, are are not on the... (laughs) It's just assumed. I trump trump the text document. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Very reassuring. (laughs) You just are life, you know? For these things I have to remember to do every... Every week, but uh, so on my list, I review 
those personal and work projects as well as my three goals for the year. And I often adjust the three yearly goals um, as time goes on. Uh, I review the previous and next week's calendar. I also review my accomplishments list, uh, which I think is a really, really underrated productivity strategy. We spend so much time focusing on making progress, but we tend to overlook the progress that we've already made. In most cases, uh, we have a lot of it that we've made that we quickly forget about because the part of our mind that is always focusing on what is unresolved, is far more active than all of the the things that we've done in the past. Uh, And so that is something that is on my weekly review list, is that accomplishments list. Um, And I I actually save the waiting for list every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I find that list so valuable uh, that I review it three times a week. And a waiting for list is exactly what it sounds like. It's a list of everything that you're waiting on, Uh, And I like to break it down between the different contexts of my work and my life. So on my list, let me pull it up here. I have things related to my website, the podcast, books, speaking, general business things, uh, and a personal category and a financial category because I find a lot of things come up in those different categories. And it's super, super valuable because you can just forget about these things once you add it to the waiting for list. You don't have these uh, random moments where you remember to contact whomever. It's just you're reminded three times a week. Yeah. Three times a week seems like a lot because yeah. I'm, I'm looking at what you do in your weekly review and mine actually looks awfully similar, but this oh. waiting for list, for one, I don't have a that waiting for list, I usually just add these in items. Like they're just kind of items on my to-do list of things I need to check in on during oh. the weekly review. So you don't have a separate waiting for list? No, they're just huh. items in the kind of weekly review checklist, I guess. Mm. Um, but when I do this weekly kind of planning, I do this at the same time. I have like a whole admin kind of couple of hours in an afternoon usually, and that's when I'll submit expenses or clear out emails that I've kind of built up or just like those kinds of things. But I also every week update my CV. Um, Every week? Yeah. I mean, with with little things. So if something has happened, I mean, it does, there are some weeks that I've just been like working on some code all week. So there's nothing to add. No, no, no. I mean, so yeah, I mean, guess it's kind of my resume, but for because I'm reviewed for tenure every year, like they, there's like a tenure progress check-in. I have a very specific CV for tenure, which is a nice way to be, I have to update this thing. And rather than do it at the end of the year, I just do it kind of every week where I check in, was there anything that happened this week that I should add? Um, and so that actually kind of forces me to write an accomplishments list in a way that I never used to. Um, it feels good, doesn't it? I guess. Yeah. Even like already just like five months in, it's been kind of fun to be able to say, huh, look at what I've done in the last five months, which is pretty cool. Well, especially for long-term projects, like uh, getting papers out there, shipping Mm -hmm. books, you know, these really long-term things. We make more progress than we feel we do simply because of that fact that we forget about all the progress we made uh, right after we make it. Yeah. So I actually do do that kind of indirectly because I have to, but it's a nice kind of constant reminder of how things are progressing, which is satisfying when you're 
like eight versions into a paper revision because <laughs> yeah. um, that's very tiring. But and it feels hard to feel like there's any progress when it's just micro changes. But yeah, yeah, nice to zoom out a little bit. I also kind of build this in with a, a reflection every week. So something you don't oh. do every week. I kind of reflect on how the week went and think about whether or not there were any habits or things that aren't going well or things that are going really well. So do you have a, a, a list of questions that you ask? Or, no, or it's on? not nearly that structured. Again, you think, I think, I think you, if you did this, you would be a lot more structured. Probably. Than what I do <laughs> where I just think about how the week went and kind of journal about it, I guess, yeah. in a bullet form kind of no, way. And sometimes great. I don't add anything where things are just fine. But yeah. if there's anything that I've thought about over the week where I'm like, hmm, that was kind of interesting oh, how cool. this week went, I reflect on it at the same time. So it's a... I mean, this sounds like it's a lot, but this doesn't take very much time. And no. it's one note in my in my notes. I have my list of things in my things app. And then I have my CV that I update every week. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you, you've probably found that it changes over time. Yeah. This, I mean, oh, I, I guess at the same time, my weekly review, I also plan my following week. Yeah, same. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, I guess this is, this has definitely changed where I used to do it kind of the Sunday, but I like getting it out of the way on the Friday where it's now I know what I'm going into the next week where yeah. I can spend the weekend kind of incubating things that I'm worried about or excited about over the week for the next week, which yeah. I like. Yeah. And coming up with the plan for the next week is it's a lovely pairing with the weekly review. Yeah. I, I do the exact same, although I have a very weird way of managing my schedule. How do you manage your schedule? Um, in simple note, you know, simple oh note. <laughs> Not actually. It's an app, yeah. Oh. <laughs> People expect some like sophisticated. Says, I guess it is sophisticated. You have so much rigidity around how you structure things. No, and it's then not your rigid Calendar at all. is in simple note. No, look at it. Okay, here, look. It's so boring. Boring. What I'm looking at, folks, so, looks like a text edit document. Yeah. Um. So, and it's. This is my template. This is my template for the week. It's in plain text. I have the kind of a menu bar at the top for each day. Uh, So for each day, I define how many productivity hours I have that day because I like to put boundaries around my pursuit of accomplishment because that tends to bleed out over into other areas of life. Uh, I have how many minutes I'll meditate for. I'll have a reminder to practice the piano. I'll have a reminder to intermittent fast if I want to that day. Uh, certain days I've recently added to change the kitty litter and feed the cat a few times. And I have the daily allow, allowment, allowance of email checks. So this is what I have at the mm. top of each day in shorthand. These are kind of the dailies. And as the day goes on, I delete the text that corresponds to each of these activities. So for email, uh, if I check email, I'll delete one of these uh, six email checks for the day. And I'll go on. And once the day is done, the the top of this text just kind of dwindles. And beneath that, I have the recurring tasks that happen every week under work and home. Uh, I hope I've described that well, but I find... Okay. I was imagining uh, like a calendar, like you had all of your meetings listed out like this, which sounded awful. But this is actually kind of cool. I also think it's hilarious that we've been together 10 years and I had no idea you did this. No? Man, sometimes it's funny being with someone so long and you're like, yeah, you can this still is, really surprise me. This is how um, I That's kind of cool. Things. I like that actually. I like the the daily kind of intentions because that is something that is missing in a calendar app. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's nice because as you do your dailies, uh, as I do my <laughs> meditations, dailies. as I do my 
my productivity hours, which kind of goes down, and I compare that to my time, time tracking app of choice, which is now Time Mueller. Uh, you kind of see the day shrink as as these lists. Uh, I just kind of the delete the things shrink. as I go on. The day doesn't yeah. shrink. The day it's goes really on. The, the amount of stuff you have to do shrinks. So that would feel very satisfying. Do you think, do you think I explained this well? Do you think people have a yeah, visual of what this I mean, this it's looks kind like? of like a, you, you basically just have a daily to-do list in a, in one line. Kind which of. Is, it, I mean, that's what I use things for. So yeah. same way of just tracking progress throughout the day. But like at to, the end, you have nothing on this line and I have nothing in a to-do list. Yeah. All of that makes us sound quite rigid, <laughs> but no, all that to say, I think this no. is just a, the purpose of this episode is just to kind of highlight the importance of having a time set aside to make sure you capture all the things that you're writing down in the week yeah. of, oh, I need to do this thing. Because I think a lot of people write those those things down somewhere, but then never actually go back to it. Yeah. And so those things that you tell people you're going to send them or you're going to follow up on something or you wanted to look something up, you never actually do. And so that's where Mm -hmm. this weekly review is really handy because it just makes sure that you know that if you write, you're going to look something up, you have the confidence to know that you actually will, that it's not going to fall into the void of Apple Notes or whatever Apple Note app you use. It is entirely a confidence thing. Yeah, Uh, You need a system and you need routines that will give you the insurance that you never have to think about these things again after you capture them. Because mm-hmm. it closes a loop in your head. You yeah. no longer think that you have to pick something up on the way home. It's there. It's it's just there. Or it's you know it with. will eventually be there. Yeah. yeah. You know that you kind of move it in a way that it trickles down into the things that you actually act upon every day. Yeah. And you don't need to make this quite as rigid as Chris does. No. You can... Be as flexible or as as detail oriented as you need to be, yeah. depending on what what needs you have from this kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, in your weekly review, think about the week ahead. Think about how the week went. Maybe bring in some accomplishments. Yeah. Um, and if you want to throw in a little reflection in there and think about how your habits are going or how your work is going more broadly, even better. And definitely try out the waiting for list if you haven't already. Highly yeah. recommend it. Eh, I mean, have a have a list of things you're waiting for, but yeah. don't maybe don't check it three times a week. That seems like a lot. Why? I have a lot of things I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're already waiting for them, you yeah. can wait two more days. <laughs> I suppose a lot of these things are time sensitive. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, maybe your work is just a lot more time sensitive than mine. That's probably maybe. true, actually. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there you have it. Mm-hmm. This has been another episode of uh, Time. And attention. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You finally learned the name of the podcast. I know the name <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, co-host of mine, oh. as we've established <laughs> uh, in previous episodes, in episodes prior, timeandattention.fm. You can uh, find all the previous episodes there. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. Now, you can't like a podcast, can you? We're not on Twitter or anything. No. No, so no. You can Should just subscribe. Should we do it? I don't really want to manage a Twitter account. For the podcast, I don't know. Econ Twitter is all moving to Mastodon. So really, if we oh, figure out of how the to Twitter, uh, <laughs> the, what do you want to call it? Changes. Changes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people still use Twitter. We'll see. Yeah, I feel it's one of those things where everybody threatens to leave, and then you look around a year later, and all those people are still there. Yeah, I mean, the the value of a social network is the network and how many people are on it, yeah. and until you reach some critical mass, there's. It's a hard pitch. Mastodon. 
But I did get a great handle because I'm early adopter. Do you have at Arden? Yeah, I do. So be sure to follow at Arden on (laughs) Mastodon. No, no, it's okay. I haven't used it at all. But I just want to make sure I get the good handle. Now now you're going to have to start because everybody's going to be following you. Oh, everybody, yeah. I am not on Mastodon. No. No. Most people are not. (laughs) No, most people are not. People are, we're going to play this clip back when Mastodon is a, a, a trillion dollar company <laughs> and laugh. So, how well, naive I got a good we were. <laughs> yeah. Mastodon is now scanning all of our brains and uploading them to the cloud. Wow, that got really intense. Well, Mastodon, eh, I wouldn't <laughs> trust them, would you? But anyway, time and attention.fm. Follow Arden on Mastodon and I uh, hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you. In a couple of Tuesdays, I'll I'll say say hi to Eleanor for you all. Bye.